Hi everyone, it's Jenny and Lorraine. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, fine. I'm just going to adjust this. Yeah, I'm <laughs> We're kind of learning it's got to be right in your face to um, give good quality sound and it feels very odd. But anyway, um, how are you this week, Lorraine? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Good, loving your hoodie. Thank you. Um, there's a competition that I launched the day that we filmed this. Mm-hmm. So that's today for us, but for everybody else who's listening... Um, I got two hoodies from Just Awesome today, the orange and black and the pink and grey. So I asked the fans to ha- decide which one I was wearing and then they would see today and I'm going to pick a winner. Oh, great. Good plan. That's yeah. a fun giveaway. The orange and the, the black. Yeah, it's meant to be. Suits true gem colours. Um, <laughs> so what else is happening this week? Uh, we've got our community success story this week. It's Sophie. A lot of people know Sophie through our page. She's been with us for a long time and she's now just awesome ambassador. So we've got a community success story about how she struggles with medical problems quite a lot and just how she gets to them with a positive attitude. So that's a good one. Great. We've got Jaden live in the VIC group on Tuesday. Great. Um, that was good fun. We've got five tips for five senses from Jamie this week in the VIC group. Yep. And we'll be reviewing some products. Fabi, excellent. We love a net, we love a jet. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of pure frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory natters. You know what? Excellent. And this week, you and I are going to have a chat about autism and puberty, particularly focusing on girls, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, because of your experience with Jamie. Um, So I guess let's just start at the beginning, because I don't think from memory, because I was obviously here when all this was happening. I think you were facing some challenges with Jamie and then in hindsight realized it was probably puberty. Yeah, it was, Jamie had started at mainstream secondary in the September. Yeah. And that kind of came to a head in the December. So we thought it was Christmas. It's that time of year. That's what the problem is. So she finished school a couple of weeks before Christmas. And then a week after she'd finished, which was the week before Christmas, she started her periods. So in hindsight, it was probably hormones rather than Christmas that was causing other problems at school. Right. So, and, and what problems were they? Was she just really emotional or? Yeah, well, it sort of mimics her sensory problems that she would have anyway. So she was really, uh, her senses were really heightened. She couldn't cope with noise. She couldn't cope with people. She was hiding under the stairs. All the things that she would generally do when she's got too much affecting her senses anyway so yeah. we just it's christmas it's it's a change in routine things are different at school they were doing christmas singing for the choir lots of different things and actually probably was the hormones yeah so how old was she then when she started her period 12 12 so is that that's probably about average these days is it or is it a bit young yeah. i mean I, I was told a myth i i'm saying this is a myth uh, i was told that autistic girls start their periods earlier than other girls but i think that's a myth yeah girls start their periods Around age 12, but they can be as early as eight. And a bit of personal information, I was 15, so I was quite late. Yeah. Um, that I did read online that if you start to get hair under your armpits, it's about six months after that. All right. 
And looking back, Jamie had started to develop hair under her armpit. Okay. I think that's probably about right. So for anyone else that's got a girl that is heading towards puberty age, are there any other telltale signs? Um, It's harder, I think, for autistic girls or girls with sensory processing disorders or additional needs because I don't think they display the same telltale signs. If you imagine a typical 12-year-old girl... She's going to be at school, hanging around with her friends, all the things that Jamie didn't do. So I felt it was much more difficult to notice. So I think it's better to prepare earlier and maybe not even look out for signs, but just yeah. be weary of it all of the time. So was was Jamie, obviously, through school and through yourself, she, was, she understood what periods were and had been prepared for all of that? Yeah, I prepared her majorly early because I'd heard that autistic girls start their periods early. Right. So I bought her a book. It was called Girls Only from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And because Jamie's a reader, she loves to read and she gets so much information from a book. I thought that was the best way to start. So I bought her a book. She was about seven. And every now and then I would say, oh, do you want to read this book? If you've got any questions, just ask me. She didn't She didn't want to know. She didn't ask me any questions. Yeah. And she, she understood. She was happy with that. And you kept going back to that book yeah, to keep it fresh in her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really good that, idea. Yeah, that this was going to come at some point. Yeah. Now, does Jamie have um, a high or a low pain threshold? Um, it's a bit mixed. Ma- I can't say it. <laughs> She's got a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so sometimes uh, there was this one time that I'd run a bath and it was scalding water and she got into it mm-hmm. and she didn't feel it. Wow. But periods killed her. Isn't that? She was going to die. That's what she felt like she was going to die. Yeah, so it's completely different depending. I mean, she fell off a horse and it didn't bother her. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe maybe it's internal pain versus external input pain, if you see what I mean. Yeah, quite possibly. That would make sense. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, interesting. So, um when it comes to periods, and I know I know we've spoken about before, hygiene and autism can also be a challenge. So now you've got periods mixed in with that. How did you guys manage that? Um, I think for us, the difficulty was that she's also dyspraxic. Okay. Um, so she can't coordinate herself. Mm-hmm. So when she started her periods, I thought, oh, well, we'll go for pads. She's not going to use tampons. There's just going to be no chance. So I bought some pads and I taught her how to use them but she just couldn't manipulate it properly. So I would get a text message every sort of half hour because her periods are really, really heavy. Mm. Now, they, they say that when you first start your periods, they're light, but be prepared for them not to be light. Most girls, I think, will be light and they'll yeah. be irregular, probably quite few and far between. Jamie's were really, really often and really, really heavy. Right. Every half hour, like I say, I would get a text and say, Mum, please, can you help me? And I'd go upstairs and she'd be sat on the toilet just not knowing what to do. Even though we had gone through it and she knew what to do, she physically couldn't take the pad off, wrap it up mm-hmm. and put the pad on. Yeah. Now, this all happened, so she started a period after the Christmas. No, just before. It was just about before, before Christmas, but she'd finished school. Yeah. Um, so this would have been much tougher had all this been happening at school. I but, dread to think if, if that had happened at school. Yeah. I don't know what would have happened. And then she didn't go back in the January, did she? For no. A, and she didn't no. she didn't go back at all. Yeah, we tried to get her back, but it yeah. just never never yeah, happened. Yeah, that's right. 
So, yeah, I'm just thinking from the point of view of people that might have girls who are at school, if there's anything that we can think of that could help them. Yeah, I think in hindsight, I wish I'd taught Jamie to use pads before her periods. Right. If I'd have incorporated it into something that maybe weekly we had a little lesson about. Yeah. This is how to do it so that she knew before, because if it had started at school, I think she would have had no idea what to do. Yeah. And also, because I wasn't expecting it, I didn't put sanitary towels in her bag. Mm-hmm. So I would say keep a little sanitary kit in the end. We did make a little sanitary kit, so like a pencil case, so that if anybody was to look in your bag, they would just think it's a pencil case at school. So we got a pencil case and we put in a couple of sanitary pads and some wipes. Yeah. Toilet in bags that she could put the used ones in. I mean, she, in the end, she's never had to use it, but I definitely would recommend that for other parents out there who've got okay. Yeah. A sanitary kit, that's a good idea, and doing things far in advance. Um, so obviously the, you were had a, you know, you were on call basically um, to go and sort out her, her sanitary pads all the time. Yeah. Does she still use sanitary pads? She doesn't have a period anymore. Okay. Um, so basically she had, within six weeks, she had four really, really heavy periods, more or less back to back. Right. And because she couldn't do the pads, I, I was changing them, but it also got too heavy for the, the most absorbent pads. So we started using the um, incontinence knickers that, yeah. that people get. So we got some of those from the chemist and we used those instead. And I found that she could do those better herself mm. unless she'd leaked, which she... She did sometimes, it just really depended. So because she was at home, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was about six weeks. She really didn't leave the house. She used the incontinence pads. Um, She always wanted a shower. I mean, she's not really bothered about cleanliness, but during that time, she she didn't like the feel of it. She always wanted to be in the shower. Right, okay. And so she ended up on the pill because her periods were so heavy. Yeah, they were so heavy, she couldn't sit up. Uh, right. The pain was excruciating for her. We tried all the usual things, paracetamol. Um, I can't, is it Feminax? I think we tried Feminax. We tried hot water bottles. We tried baths. We tried everything. But to her, she would rather die than experience the pain that she was experiencing. And that's where her mental health became really, really bad at that point. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so um, in terms of her comfort using a sanitary pad because I would imagine you know I know Jamie quite likes to be naked most of the time <laughs> she doesn't particularly enjoy the feeling of clothes on her um so to have something you know a pad between your legs how did she cope with that she did it because it was necessary she didn't mm-hmm. like it yeah uh, I covered her bed with towels and things because even though like you say she likes to be naked she had to have underwear on but a yeah. lot of the time that moves yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so tampons you just would never have considered? No, I don't think there's any way in this world that she would be able to use a tampon. But maybe when she's older, maybe if she had more understanding. Yeah. Like for me, that would be the first thing that I would go for because it's just quick and easy. Yeah. Um, but I think the thought of it for a young girl that's got no idea what's going on, although she's read the books and she understands, she understands the science behind it. Yes. But when it actually happens. Yes. Yeah, and I I, rem- I vividly remember when I started my period and been given the option of both, the thought of a tampon was just like, oh my God, no way. I think when you're young, you just, no. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. 
And so obviously there are other things that come with puberty for girls other than just starting your period. There's there's boobs, there's hair. Yeah. Did any of that have an impact on her? Um, she quite likes the female form, so okay. she enjoyed um, she enjoyed that part of puberty. Actually, she quite likes having boobs. She thinks right. they're very pretty. She likes um, we've been shopping for nice, pretty bras. Yeah, uh, because she plays The Sims, she likes to dress her Sims up. So she likes to buy pretty underwear that matches like what she plays on her game. So okay. for her, that part is actually quite nice. Okay. Yeah, she likes that part. I know a lot of girls really hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was all right for her. And what about, um, were her boobs sore? Was she, did she had any of that? Uh, no, she never complained of that. Okay. Um, Sensory-wise, she does play with them a lot, and she did play with them. I think at first they were more novel than anything yeah. else. Yeah. And so how, how did you handle that? Just that she did it in private. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's a natural thing. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to do it, but just not to do it when like Joe's around or if we have people in that, well, not that we have people in the house, but just generally in her bedroom, she's in her bedroom. That's her space. Yeah. Not in yeah. Weatherspoons while you're having your chicken nuggets, Jamie. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. And what about underarm hair? Does she shave it? She doesn't like to. Mm-hmm. Um, I do shave her underarms for her once a week. Right. Back from school on a weekend, just because she can become quite smelly because she's not that great with personal hygiene. Mm -hmm. So I do that. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like the feel of it. But also because she quite likes the female form and she likes to be pretty, she likes to wear dresses and sleeveless tops. Yeah. So although she doesn't like shaving under her arms, she does like to have clear underarms when she wears these nice pretty clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's starting to get to an age where she can sacrifice a little bit of pain or, or she calls it scratchy. It feels scratchy. Yeah. She sacrifices that to to look pretty and. Okay, that's interesting. What about legs? No, legs do not get shaved. No, they are very hairy. Okay, other other bit, girly private no. bit. No, no. no. Okay, and no. N never been discussed or to just leave uh, it. No, I did discuss it because I'm one of those people that's like I've got to shave my legs all the time and yeah, keep everything trim. So I did discuss it with her. And I've got a lot of different shavers myself. And I discussed about when, especially when she was having her periods, because they were so heavy, I did say about down below, making it a bit more trim so that it wasn't as, as difficult to manage. But she was, no, no, not touching that. Okay. And legs, she just, she just not bothered at all. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what about Joe? Did he notice anything? He noticed that she was very, very ratty. Right. Um, yeah, she was very moody. Yeah. So before she started her periods, the moods, I thought, were to do with autism or sensory processing, but probably they were actually to do with the hormones. Mm -hmm. uh, she used to shout at him a lot where normally they get on quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, that, you know, most most heading towards teenagers and puberty do start to get moody. And it could be similar behaviours to those who are having challenges with sensory processing and autism. So how, how do you tell the difference? I think it's really difficult to be able to tell the difference. I just think it's best to be aware that if you've got a girl that's approaching that kind of age, just to be aware, really, that if their moods do seem a bit off, yeah, could be it could be that something's affecting their or it could be that they're going to start their periods. Yeah. Just be prepared. Always be prepared. Yes. So your your tips are basically be prepared, talk about it. Yeah. 
keep revisiting it. Yeah, keep practicing um, things. The other thing I noticed with Jamie um, is that she'd started to eat a lot of sugary foods. Okay. Um, and because obviously Jamie has a very limited diet, very mm. limited, she started to add things into her diet that she wouldn't normally. Okay. Um, mainly chocolate chip cookies and double chocolate muffins. Yeah. Yeah, so she she doesn't eat them now because she doesn't have a period. I'm convinced it was to do with the cravings. Mm. Look, she needed the energy or something. Yeah, just, or the sugar or something. Yeah. Yeah. She just said to me one day, can you get me some cookies? And I was like, oh, okay. So I got her the cookies and she just devoured like all four of them. Yeah. Like, can you get me some muffins? So I got her some muffins. And obviously as a, a parent of a child with a restricted diet, I was like, yes, this is yes, brilliant. anything <laughs> else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and what, what about Dean? Did he get involved or just leave it all to you? Left it all to me. He didn't want anything to do with it. I think it would be the same with any girl. That's yeah. the mum's job. And yeah. Yeah, he was really just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Okay. And so obviously the pills now kind of got everything under control, I suppose. Yeah. So because the six weeks that we did have the periods were so horrendous for her, mm. she was actually diagnosed with PTSD afterwards. Really? Because, because she... That that's the up until the most recent suicidal events that we've had with her, that's the most that she's ever wanted to die. Like she didn't see the point in living if she had to have periods every month. And because obviously hers were coming more often. Yeah, she couldn't cope with knowing that one week in every four that she was gonna have to live like that. She said she would rather die. She wow. tried to get herself out the window, she tried to throw herself out of the car. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, wow. And and obviously she understands the science behind why we have periods and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, hopefully I'll, I'll talk to someone that we've got lined up to interview on this in in a few weeks. But I'm, I find it fascinating, the whole then moving from, I mean, you have no experience of this yet with Jamie, but moving from going into puberty and growing into an adult and then maybe having a relationship that involves sex. And if you're the type of person that is, you know, got heightened senses um or sensory challenges and one of the ones that you don't like is touch then i'd love to explore that how that kind of relationship pans out and works and then there's the whole if you do end up pregnant and having a baby and all those changes and the pain of birth and everything else but there are plenty of um autistic adults out there who have had children so they must have tips and strategies for coping with these things so I think that would be a really interesting area to explore but for Jamie does she show any interest in sex or children she doesn't want children right she will I mean I don't know she's 14 I don't know if she will have children but she's been adamant for a very long time before she started her periods that she definitely wouldn't have children she doesn't particularly like children they're noisy um she said she couldn't cope with them which i can understand yeah she, said she will just have animals yeah yeah um she's she does find people attractive she she likes both males and females well actually she's not really bothered she just finds attractive what she finds attractive so if somebody is attractive to her then she fancies them yeah she quite likes cartoon characters she gets fixated on cartoon characters yeah and um, so she does have these these feelings towards them and I know that she has had crushes on people before mm -hmm. and she doesn't think that she will be sexual I don't think she sees the point in it okay um, so she may she may or may not we don't know yet she may be asexual in the future mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, I don't. I just don't think she sees why. Interesting, because yeah. I mean, you could you could also on the one hand you could argue that, um, you know, if if you've got a thing about touch, then maybe sex is just not going to be for you. But if you are a um, what do you call it, a tactile kind of yeah. seeker, yeah. then it it might be the best thing in the world for you. It might be your new stimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how things evolve with her. And um, because we've we've spoken about this before, and although the focus of this chat is on girls, we have touched on boys touching themselves um, before. And I think you've had questions and things on the page or things like that, haven't you? I remember one example. Yeah, because when it when it comes to touching, um, a lot of sensory kids and a lot of sensory adults, it's just a sensory, it's a sensation and to touch yourself just brings a a stimulation. Mm -hmm. So it's just a natural thing to do. Obviously, like I said about Jamie, if you want to do something, you do it in your room. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's human. So the best thing with that is just to find an alternative way of stimulating yourself. Yeah. Through through fidget toys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The natural part of growing up and, and being a person. Yeah, and and exploring yourself and yeah, and a well, lot of people get really scared by it. So they've got a young son, for example, who's playing with themselves. To them, they're getting this feeling that feels great, mm-hmm. um, and it is just natural. And like I say, you don't want to do it in Morrison's, but there's no harm in in your bedroom where it's your safe space. Yeah, that's what you want to do. But again, it's just about being appropriate with these things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think, mind you, I would say this because I'm, I'm female. I do think <laughs> girls have it harder in, in terms of puberty yeah. um, is my personal view. But yeah, yeah. I'm biased. Yeah, I think I'd say the same. But again, we haven't had their side of it. No, that's true. Um, OK, so is there anything else in terms of puberty that we've not covered or not thought about? Um, sleep. Oh, yeah, it did impact that, didn't it? Yeah, it really impacted on sleep. And there isn't really that much you can do about it, but try. try it's like having a newborn baby, mm-hmm. sleep when they sleep, because yeah. you're not going to get any sleep. And um, what we found was quite helpful was to double up on melatonin during the time that she had a period. Yes. That did mean that she got some sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But just be aware that sleep might not happen. Okay. Is there any any reason behind that? Is it just the discomfort that keeps her awake or the anxiety around? Yeah, pain, the... Mm-hmm. Because she was so heavy with a period, she could feel it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't sleep well when it's my time of the month. Yeah. I'm hot, a bit sweaty. I just can't quite get comfortable. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I also really wanted to talk about the pill because some people would think, well, why would you put a child on the pill? Mm-hmm. The pill isn't just a form of contraception. Yeah. The pill is used for so many other things. And so if you, if you take away that it it's contraception and think of it in another medical way. Mm-hmm. Um, for Jamie in particular, we started with the um, the normal pill that you get the seven-day break. Yeah. And that didn't work at all because she still had the period. Yeah. It, it didn't help with, with the flow. It didn't help with the pains. Nothing was any different. We just knew when it when was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, they put her on the combined... I think it's the combined pill, which is like the mini pill. Yeah. That's on now, um, which means that she can take it every single day so she never has a period. And 
again, we had some issues with that because when we changed brands, every chemist you go to, you're going to get the same medication, but on a different brand. Yeah. If we ever swapped brands, she would get breakthrough bleeding, which wasn't as bad as the period itself. Yeah. But still uncomfortable to her and hard for her to manage. Yeah. Um, so now we get the same brand from the chemist. It's on her notes. She will always have the same one. And that's probably been going on for about 18 months now. And she's been completely free of any breakthrough bleeding or periods. Great. Um, if you were to ask her what it, what she feels about being on the pill, it's basically saved her life. Wow. That's, that's the way that she would interpret it. So does she ever have to have a break from it then? Like give her body a break from it? Um, well, I, I've spoke to the nurse. I've spoke to the GP. Obviously, she still goes and has regular blood, che- uh, blood pressure checks. Yeah. Things, you know, she's got to do the same as anybody else who's on the pill. I think the best way to look at it at the moment is while she's at school, to, to get her through her education. Yes. She needs to not have the periods. If she manages to finish education at 18 or, or whatever happens, whenever she comes home, then we would look at yeah. maybe having a break because then I'm here to deal with it and to help her through it. But there's so much pressure on teenagers anyway. So yeah. a teenager with additional needs who needs to go to a residential school, it's just a lot to ask. Yes, it's, it's one, it's, you're taking one, one hassle away. Yeah. Um, for for the sake of being on on the pill, it's no big deal, is it? If it helps her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and anything anything else puberty related? Um. Not that I can think of. Is she spotty? Oh, she is now. She right. she wasn't. Okay. Uh, she recently started to get spots. Right. She did not bother her. She's not bothered about how she looks really. No. No, she's not not like a. I know there's kids at Joe's school, he's in year seven, and he calls it the year seven popularity contest. <laughs> so if a girl in his class had spots, she would be covered in makeup, where Jamie's not bothered at all. She doesn't like the pain of some of them because she's had some that were quite ones. Yeah. But again, she struggles with cleaning. Mm-hmm. So face wash, she doesn't like the smell, mm-hmm. like the feel. So we're, we're washing with just water. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just trying to do what we can the best way for her. So I'm going to introduce this weekend because of these spots, actually, um, some facial wipes, but I'm trying to find some non-scented ones that she yeah. would like just so that she can get into the pores and things because she gets them, obviously, in her nose and, yeah. you know, the usual places. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with the hygiene cleanliness stuff, you obviously, when she's at home, kind of deal with her and make sure she's clean. What happens yeah. when she's away? Well, before she went to the residential school, I completely did everything for her. So I washed her hair, made sure that she was clean. I monitored her teeth. If she didn't do them properly, I did them for her. And then when she went to school, she's gradually taken on a lot of stuff herself. So she goes and gets herself showered and she brushes her own teeth and it's all her own responsibility. So at eight o'clock at night, she always goes and gets a shower, uh, washes her hair, washes her body and brushes her teeth. Wow. But I'm not 100% sure how... Thorough she is. She is. So when she's home on a weekend, I try and encourage the same thing. Mm-hmm. I might wash her hair for her mm-hmm. second time just to make sure that it's had a good wash. Yeah. Yeah. And I might sort of like be like, oh, do you want to wash under your arms again? How about you use this flannel? Yeah. Yeah. So just on the weekends, I make sure that she has a really, really good thorough clean. Yeah. And then encourage her throughout the week when she's at school and say, oh, have you had your shower tonight? If, if I get to speak to her. Yeah. Like, do you remember to wash your hair? And she's like, yeah. 
But that's that's still such a big step forward for her, isn't it? Being able to do that compared yeah. to you doing it all. Yeah. Does she feel quite proud of herself? I think so, yeah, because there was there was a time that you wouldn't have been able to leave her in the bathroom on her own. You couldn't have left her in the shower because she might have slipped and fell. So she's overcoming all these other obstacles with the dyspraxia or coordination difficulties. She can now switch the shower on herself, which she couldn't do before. Could she not? No, she couldn't put the shower on. So I used to have to put the shower on for her. So going to school, she's learned. I think because she was in residential in the school the first year she was there, and this year she's in a house, yeah. and the house is a bit more modern. So okay. she can do the shower in the house more easy. It's pretty similar to ours. Yeah. Everything that she learns when she's there, she comes home and introduces here as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And teeth and everything, she manages that now, but you, you check her at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't brush her teeth properly. She doesn't brush them for two minutes like you're supposed to. Mm. And, um, she has an electric toothbrush because she would bite the other toothbrushes. She bites the bristles out of them. She can't have mini toothpaste, so she's got Hello Kitty strawberry stuff. Right. Um. So, yes, it's not ideal, but we just do the best that we can with the tools that we've got. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. I think you, you've always said that, that it's the not sweating, the small stuff, not getting as it's like the eating, isn't it? Yeah. Because she has a restricted diet. And I, I know there'd been a post that we put on the page a good while ago now. And there was a bit of difference of opinion on that, wasn't there, from memory? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the other side of the argument because I'm with you. So I can't remember what the other <laughs> argument was. Was it some people yeah. saying that you should? You should try and introduce healthy foods and mm -hmm. they should eat what you're eating and sit down for a family meal, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's so much going on in Jamie's life that I focus on the important things. Yes. So as long as she's eating, I'm not that fussed that it's turkey dinosaurs, to be honest. No. With the teeth, we've been to the dentist. We have regular checkups. We go to an additional needs dentist. Mm. And Jamie has got wonky teeth. And if Jamie was a typical child, she would probably have braces by now. Yeah. She doesn't have braces. She's never going to have braces. She's not bothered. No. Uh, her teeth are fine, but wonky. It doesn't matter if she has braces. Um, the toothpaste that we use is strawberry flavoured, but the fluoride in it is the right level. Because yeah. a lot of children's toothpastes don't have the correct level for her age. Yeah. So we found one that's still strawberry but has the fluoride in it and at the end of the day the dentist has said even if she doesn't brush with a brush if she just puts toothpaste on her finger and gets that fluoride onto her teeth yeah then that's what matters so you know she's she's checked on everything's monitored yeah absolutely but at the same time she's learning a lot of independence skills and I guess going back to puberty and periods by the time she finishes school and by the time she's you know she'll have practiced all of this so much that she'll be much more capable and also probably able, more able to come off the pill and tackle periods. Yeah. And because now she just wants fur babies, she doesn't want children. But really, she doesn't know that. No. When she when she's older, she might decide that she wants children. She would have to then come off the pill. So she would have to deal with her periods because she needs to be fertile if she wants to have children. Yes. So yeah, we don't know what's going to happen down the line. But no. But her through it all and... And we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. So I think in summarise for me then your, your top tips for puberty, handling puberty and girls. Be prepared. Prepare in advance. It doesn't matter if they're five. It doesn't matter if they're seven. You can start talking about these things. Um, there's nice, pretty ways to dress it up to little kids. Yeah. Use social stories, use books, use images. Um, there's loads of stuff on YouTube. I mean, in this day and age, you can, you can find anything online. You can. 
yeah, just prepare well and well in advance to what you would a typical child, because I think you need to keep revisiting it because you don't know when, when your child's going to start their periods. Yeah. So definitely prepare, 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 lots of visuals, um, lots of practicing. Like I said, I wish I practiced with her with pads before she started mm-hmm. so that she had an idea what to do. Um, definitely make a puberty pack in advance. That's something I wish we'd done. Yeah. Although lucky enough that she started at home. Um, be prepared that they're not going to be like a typical period. They're not necessarily going to be light. They're not necessarily going to be every six months. Prepare. If you prepare for the worst mm-hmm. and you get the best, then it's a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And, and I was also thinking. I, I, I wish people weren't scared by the pill. Yes. If the pill's not right for a person, then the GP will decide that. Yes. It's all based on medical stuff. So don't be scared. If that is the last option, because it was our last option, yeah. but if that's the option that you need, then don't be scared to go and speak to a GP about it. Totally, because I think if, if you think that going through puberty, you grow boobs, you grow hair, your mood changes, you get spots, you start your period, you're changing into secondary school or you've been in secondary school not so long or you've got exams coming up or, you know, it's a time of life where there's a lot going on. Um, and so to take one of those things away, potentially, if it's something that's bothering someone, then it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And the the, the other thing that I was thinking of, because my, my daughter is nine, ten in the summer, um, and she is getting the sex education at school now. Um, basic, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing too deep yet. So it's all periods and things like that. Um, and I think she knew it was starting the lessons. So they were all chatting about it in the playground, um, you know, the few weeks on the lead up to it. And then one night she was going to bed and she was getting all upset. And I was like, what is it? What is it? I'm worried about this period thing. And I said, OK, what, what, what is it that's worrying you? And she said, I lose an egg every month. And I was like, yeah, you do. Because I was thinking egg as in like egg egg and sperm like little tiny egg that you can't see but it transpired she thought egg as in chicken egg oh so and i suppose you don't know what you don't know do you and if they're talking about eggs and things like that then she only knows of chicken eggs really and duck yeah. eggs well joe's only just started to learn about the reproductive cycle this year in year seven and it's more with plants oh yeah it's to do with the reproductive cycle of plants right and then they move on from that Ah, that's interesting how interesting that he's doing it so much later than she is she, they did do some sex education but it was very very top line and i think they split it boys and girls oh yeah and i'm not sure that's the right thing to do no i no i i, I would disagree with that yeah but um we had a book when they were little toddlers i can't remember the name of it but it was a really nice book about um from pregnancy through birth okay uh, for young kids yeah and when I, I used to work at the doctors it's, it's where I got it from all the girls used to pass it around to everybody that had kids and then they read it to them as toddlers but I think probably because it was a medical yeah thing, we were all quite aware of it so Jamie and Joe knew about pregnancy and birth from toddler age I, I think it's quite a beautiful thing yeah it's a beautiful thing and, and we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it at all in fact, uh, I don't think I've got it to hand, but there's um, one of the books that I got for Maisie. I can't remember the name of it, um, but it's one that I opened up and, and read before I gave it to her and then didn't let didn't let her have it because I'm sure it's called Where Willie Went. And um, 
it's actually quite funny because <laughs> one of the pages is like a page full of um, a couple having sex in various different positions, but she's not done sex yet. She's just done, you know, egg and sperm and how babies are made. So she hasn't asked or wondered yet, well, how does the sperm get to the egg? Yeah. Um, so we don't need to cover that bit. But there, there's one one bit where the couple are, are having sex on top of a space hopper. Um, and there's all these like random it's like a mini karma sutra it's, so yeah it was kind of a bit bizarre but it's it's a it's a recommended book apparently it's supposed right. to be very good but i suppose there's nothing to be ashamed or afraid of it is there and and sometimes we are or we act like we are when we shouldn't be yeah i mean like like i said both of mine know about how babies are made and everything but then you've got joe on the other hand he's 12 i probably shouldn't be saying this it'd kill me but he actually thinks that people only have sex to have babies. Yeah. Uh, it's still at that age. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so you and Dean have only ever done it twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, to be that young again, eh? And that innocent. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> it would. Well, that's been fab. I think everyone will find that useful. And if anyone out there knows anyone that has got experience of puberty with a boy who has autism and is prepared to talk about it, we'd love to have you because it would be great to get some tips for the other side as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Lorraine's puberty story. Well, not hers, but Jamie's. Yeah, and um, can I say that because it is a taboo subject for some people, if anybody does want any advice or help and they don't want to, to say it publicly, then just send us a message at the page. We can't always help, but if there's anything that we can do, we're more than happy. Totally, yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely now next week we have got anna kennedy um so i interviewed her a, a good few weeks ago now but hers is going out next week so that should be a really interesting one because she's incredible um everything that she's done and she's really very inspirational for how she's um helping autism awareness and focusing on the really good stuff about you know having autism isn't it yeah and her journey has just been incredible hasn't it totally so yeah. that's definitely worth a watch um she's in her office when she's doing it and she's kind of moving about and stuff so the video is a bit like all over the place which um i'm sure you can tolerate for, for listening to the value that she's got to to say so you've got that to look forward to next week is there anything else next week lorraine that is happening um we've got another hack haven't we about yeah, sensory please. toys usual stuff on on the page yeah so yeah. we'll have a, another community success story if anybody has a community success story that they want to share with us then please just contact me uh, yeah. they're coming in quite thick and fast at the moment which is great, great. we just want to celebrate all the things that everybody's doing within the chewy gem community because totally. you're all amazing yeah and if anyone knows anyone that you think has a topic or something that other people could learn about or just find generally interesting please send them our way we, we've got a good few weeks and months booked up already for talking to people, but we'll always be looking for more. Yeah. So send them our way, please. Or if you feel yes. like you've got something, then just send us a message and we'll get you booked in on the show. I Definitely. know we've got quite we've got quite a few Chewy Gem customers that we're gonna be interviewing, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we'll also do some revisiting as well later in the year. We'll revisit some of the people that we've already interviewed and see how they're getting on. Yeah. So it'll be really good. So that's it from us this week. Um, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You know what?